solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter four, at flourish and blots. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. And this is Potter Watch. All right. So if you heard, we have another special guest this week. This is our friend, Ben. Hi, everyone. You heard him on our drunk episode um, where we watched the movie. But he's back today because it's his birthday. He's doing a thing where he puts his hand under his chin. It's really cute. It's fine. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ron. <laughs> okay, let me take that back. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say not Harry, so I said Ron instead of saying Ben. You know, another three-letter name. <clears throat> Amazing. That was my Hagrid voice. I hope you got that, though. Bond, Shag, 
Crucio, as we say in the fan fiction world, or fuck Mary Kill in um, the real world. <laughs> um, in Power Watch world. Um, yeah. So, um, your first one is Draco, Sirius, and Charlie. Oh, well. Based on your answers earlier. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and bond with Charlie. Ops. Okay, we're doing it. Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and marry Charlie. Okay. Um, now, the other shoe is a little difficult. But I'm going to say, based off of just the books where Malfoy's a racist, I'm going to... Good call. I'm going to fuck Sirius and kill Malfoy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On fan fiction world? Fan fiction world... It's hard, still. It's, that one's real it's hard. It's difficult. Um, boy. I think I'd keep it the same. Hmm. I think I would still, still fuck serious. You want to do ours? Mm-hmm. I, no, I mean, do you want to say what we got? Oh, sure. Am I doing fan, I, I, fan fiction? That's a personal or? choice. Like, I obviously am only going to do the books. Okay, <laughs> I'll do both. Okay, so I would kill Draco, marry Sirius, fuck Charlie. Yeah, see, that's what I would do in real worlds, and in fan fiction worlds, I'm killing Charlie, sorry Ben, <laughs> um, marrying Sirius, and fucking Draco. Always marry Sirius. Always. It's okay, more Charlie for me. I mean, Charlie's gay, so... Or a play. No, Charlie's Probably gay. gay. Most like, like, I love that theory, though, but I just chose this argument with Alex, and so I'm, like, digging my heels. <laughs> <laughs> In case you haven't been listening to previous episodes where we've discussed about this, the, uh, the feud between Molly and I about this is that since Charlie doesn't have a any canon, character, any character or a canon love interest, Molly assumed when she was younger that it was because Charlie was a player, and I assumed when I was younger that it was because Charlie was gay, and people on the internet assume it's because Charlie's ace. Which all are valid because there's no canon thing in the book that says any of them. But we could combine our theories, and Charlie is a player that is also gay and ace. <laughs> That's like really emotionally attracted, uh, emotionally attached to a lot of different. Yeah, I feel boys. like player and ace. I know. That's what I have. That's what I. I was trying to. Could be a romantic. Is that still a part of the look? I don't know. Arrow, oh, yes, it's not, it is. Yeah, I was just trying to combine R2. I've actually read that before. <laughs> I've read an aromantic Charlie Vick before. Anyway. <laughs> we have another uh, Fonshag Crucio for you. Okay, um, so Lucius, Xenophilia, or Rita Skeeter? I'm just gonna be the Raven Quandor and say it's Xenophilius. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Xenophilia? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> makes it sound like I love immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I was reading it as. Um, I mean, Alright, well, I guess for lack of a better option, I'm going to marry Xenophilius because he's the only one that I don't actively hate. Wait, who was our third person? Rita, Rita Skeeter. Skeeter. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, TBH, I would... Fuck Lucius and squash Rita Skeeter like the bug that she is. Damn. Slip, but same. <laughs> That's how I, I, I might marry Rita. I might switch Rita and Lucius, but I don't know. 
But, like, I feel like I would, like, <clears throat> hate fuck Lucius, because he's got that long hair, you know, that you can just really grab onto. She's got those curls. <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> also, like, more of a racist than Draco. Like, usually not even redeemed in fan fiction. Agreed. Like, Rita's just scummy. Yeah, so, like, I, I might... I might regret saying this, but I might marry Rita. Oh no, that was unfortunate for you. Oh, that's a bad choice. You're stuck with her, like. Yeah, she's like annoying, but she's also like got like a good job and is like an artist. Oh no, I think Ophelia's is an artist. That's true. Or kind of, I don't know. He's just kooky. Yeah, I I I feel like I can handle her. Ambition, yeah, for a one night stand. Ambition more than I can handle his like too much all the time. Yeah, I would. I think I would. You convinced me to kill Lucius, but I would not marry Rita. That doesn't even entertain my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm talking about Rita versus Ophelia. I'm already killing Lucius. Okay. Well, <clears throat> we can think about that throughout the chapter. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because I haven't had any interaction with Rita yet in these books. That's true. Yeah, and it's even worse. In the like, oh no, she worse, no, she does like make Dumbledore. Me, she, yeah, she stuff. does make me really mad. Although she, I don't hate, I don't hate her for the Dumbledore stuff because I it, that stuff is almost real. So well, it's like true. But the only thing I don't like, and again, it's because I love Jim Dale. He like reads the book, but with her voice, yeah. and it's like it really gets to me because especially the part about. Um, when Harry's reading the article about the chapter on him, and she's like, we all know about their relationship, that, 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 that. And I'm like, oh, that's so annoying. And, like, the that Harry might have killed him, like, that part really yeah. me. The, the, Ari- she's the, the Ariana stuff, I'm not mad at her for, necessarily. I also have fond memories of Rita Skeeter, because I love how Hermione deals with Rita Skeeter. So, sure. like, when I think about Rita Skeeter, I have, like, weirdly, like, a lot of fond memories, because she gets put in her place so hard that I just love it. Anyway, that has nothing to do with her as a person. It is a pretty good comeuppance, though. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about Chapter 4, Flourish and Blots, or as we each renamed it... Um, I renamed mine Dreary Inception... Because literally, this chapter, uh, the bit about Draco talking to his dad about how annoying Harry is, and Lucius being like, yes, you've told me already all <laughs> summer, is everybody's excuse And, like, for why Hermione I'm... stuff, too, I feel like. Yeah, there is some. But we... there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, really just, like, Draco fandom in general. Like, yeah. It comes it's... from this book. Yeah, so, but yeah, this, this is the inception, because even later in this book, we get the first dreary duel, which also is just iconic. Polyjuice so. potion. I'll talk about this yes. more later, not to worry, All but right. then, what's yours? Um, I also called it <laughs> Draco Malfoy, and the time even his father said he talks about Harry too much. <laughs> Uh, so you can tell that Alex and I are writing a dreary together. <laughs> um, so I went in a different direction, but it is still writing. Really, <laughs> mine is um, shopping with flu with flu powder by Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wonderful. Um, all right. So Molly's is the only. 
The only normal one. The only normal one. I love having been here. I feel like the the fan fiction. I mean, like tricked. outnumbered. Oh, though. how the turntables. What? Oh, how the tables have tabled. <laughs> oh, man. Good All right. Guys. Who wants to start with their notes? <laughs> well, Ben did write notes. So. It's all up here. He's pointing to his head. All right, so tell us your first note up there. <laughs> well, if you must know, uh, mine starts like halfway through the chapter. So like, okay, all right, I've okay, got but it. I do, I do have a real note. So, okay. but hold on for it. Okay, okay. we're waiting. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Um. Okay. So I thought that. Um, this was really sad how Harry was like, this was the first place that everyone liked, liked me. So sad. And then I thought it was really important because in this book specifically, everybody in the school turns on him. And so, Except for Ron and Hermione. Right. But this is like his refuge. Right or die. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, tuck in your shirt, Scrappy, is my first <laughs> <laughs> said that's so serious. It's a quote. From the book. I've forgotten who said it. The mirror. The mirror. Oh, duh. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, I think there's a mirror in, like, the... Sorry, I wrote these notes a couple days ago, so... In, like, the Leaky Cauldron or something, though, that the mirror also, like, says something like that. There's also a mirror in lots of fan fiction that uh, insults Harry's appearance, too, so it's fine. Yep. <laughs> this is just the cha- the book that is the inception of fan fiction, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, I also said, this is more of a rhetorical question, should Arthur know more about muggles than he does? Yes. You're, yes. The answer to your question is yes. Um, like, he's low-key bad at his job, right? But also, like, I feel like he knows more than the average wizard because there's such a stigma. Definitely. Like, even muggle studies... They teach it wrong, is what I'm assuming. And, yes, and he's not teaching muggle studies. He's in the improper use of muggle right, art. So he needs so, to be able to do, like, memory charms and things like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's not really his job to know. Well, that's why I was wondering. I was like, does he need to know it to be good at his job? No, that's he should kind of know more for someone who's so obsessed with that. Right. But no. The belly phone, I mean. <laughs> the belly phone. Oh, my gosh. The es- escalator. What does he call it later? The es- yeah. escapator or something? Yeah, the escapator. Yeah. Um... Um, Ron being so excited about Hermione's letter. Uh, this is also the inception of, like, canon love interest, this book, I think. Oh, Not definitely. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it starts in the first book, honestly. When he makes fun of her, and she's I, so Yeah, I just meant particularly, like, with Jenny. Oh, with Jenny, too. definitely. Well, actually, so right before that, last week, we were trying to come up with the line, doesn't miss a trick that man. Yeah! And it was in this chapter. I, I noticed that, too. Uh, last week we were talking about something, and Alex was trying to quote this, but neither of us could remember how it actually went. It was like, "Doesn't miss a trip, a, trip. a beat, a trip." Yeah, we could. Yeah, but I think we did. Get you it did. In. You got it. Yeah. Um, Hermione, um, I have LOL in all caps written in my notes about um, her saying, "I hope you didn't do anything illegal to get Harry here." Also, like, classic Hermione, when she sees Harry, she just has this monologue of things. I know. Well, I said this letter's just the most Hermione. 
yeah. everything about it, it and is. Ron reacting to it. Yeah, like, he reacts to it in the middle of reading the letter. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're, like, ahead of me. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> no, no, I just, I wanted to just go back, um, for two notes. One, like, they don't have any other books for any of their classes besides, like, Standard Book of Spells and all the Lockhart ones. So, like, what about yeah, all what about their Snape's other books? classes? Yeah, like, I guess maybe the first one is, like, for, like, maybe their first three years or something like that. Yeah, because they don't have to buy any new books, I think, like, until... like, the sixth one? <laughs> well, until the Owls. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think. You're, you're probably right there. Um, oh, that's true. I guess that makes sense. Well, Hagrid makes them buy for... Well, so all, all of their third mm-hmm. books yeah. they have to buy. Um, also, just LOL at Ginny putting her elbow in the butter dish. <laughs> like, I feel like I would do that Ginny, if I was, like, nervous around Ginny's somebody. having a rough time in this beginning portion of this book. Yeah, she makes up for it later in this chapter. My girl. Mm. I just... My only knew about the letter was, like, that was the most Hermione. My next note is about Quidditch, so... Yeah, my, uh, I just have the quote, um, Ron's broom could be outstripped by butterflies, like, LOL, JK Rowling, like, your sass is, like, not even. Um, so the thing with the Quidditch that I'm really mad about, and we don't actually find this out until later, is that they never let Ginny play with them, and I'm like, that's so sexist, it's so mean to Ginny. I hate it. It made him, it made me so mad when we get like I'm gonna talk about it. Well, again, her whole really family weird. is very sexist towards her, like Molly and all of her. Yeah, because Molly wants her to like be like the girly girl because it's her her only girls, and yeah. she's like, oh. And even Fred and George, mm-hmm. who like Ginny does like get along with the most, is like, no, you can't like and you can't Ron, play with and us. Even, and we talk about this. Harry does it, and yeah. oh, it makes me so angry. And I don't know why it is, but for some reason, it's like. I'm more okay with Harry doing it because I think it's like, oh, I love that person and I don't want them to do it. I don't see it as inherently sexist because I feel like I'm like that where I'm like, I don't want to do well, anything. Yeah. I don't dangerous. think Harry's is sexist because he doesn't care about Hermione doing dangerous right. stuff. Right, so it's it pro- it's with Ron and with the Weasleys because Ron does it to Hermione just as much as he does it to Jenny. Yeah. It's also confusing because, like, Jenny's supposed to be maybe the best at Quidditch in the books because, mm-hmm. like, she becomes captain of the Hollywood She's Hollyhead the only professional... Like, well, besides Crumb. Well, like, I know, I mean, from... from yeah, the, I mean, like, her original. and Charlie yeah. could have gone pro, but, like, Ginny does go pro. Yeah, exactly. And Katie Bell goes pro, too. But that, and so that's does Wood, like so all Well, Wood, Wood is canon. Katie Bell is also canon, isn't it? No, I don't think no, so. No, I don't think so. That's in your fanfiction. <laughs> no, but I also thought I wrote it in my fanfiction because it was canon. Like, I didn't just... It wouldn't have been in any of the books because she graduates Wait, a year before this. And they wouldn't have talked about it. And we only know Wood did because he sees him in the fourth one. Yeah. That's so weird. I, I believe you. I just I don't mean, know I mean, it might I'm be canon in the sense that J.K. Rowling said, said it after, later. But I know for sure it's wiki. not in the book. On Katie Bell's wiki. Um, you can continue talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just, like, mad about that because they, they try and get Percy even to play with them, but they don't invite Jenny. So I was just like, why would they want Percy to play with them? Yeah. Percy's a stick in the mud. Which brings me to my next note (laughs) is that more um, Percy theory. They're like, he's really different. Yeah, he got all the exam right and he didn't even care because he's so preoccupied with all that masturbation. Yeah, Ben, just again, spring up to speed. Last week, you're talking about how Percy's spending all of his time in his room alone. Because he's a masturbator. Right, which he actually has like a secret girlfriend, but I was like, obviously, he's not just reading over those notes over and over. Girl, you know it. <laughs> um, 
Well, and you mentioned Ben O.W.L.'s earlier, and, like, Harry's like, I don't know what that is, but I feel like his professors would have mentioned O.W.L.'s in their first year. Like, I think he should know what it is. Right. They seem to be, like, a pretty important test. Like, the O.W.L.'s and Newt's are, seem to be the only factors on, like, whether or not you get a job in the wizarding yeah. world. So, like... They, they seem- must have come up. <laughs> But, you know, who, who cares? Also, now that I'm thinking about it, there's, like, a lot of, like, sexual puns that we just brought up, like, Oliver's Wood, and, like, they reintroduce... Covered. I know. <laughs> but they, they also reintroduce all of the money in, um, in this chapter, like, the galleons and sickles and nuts and stuff like that, and I just don't understand. If you have a currency that's called a nut... It's called a cut-nut. No, it's called a nut. It's cut-nut. <laughs> It's spelled with a K, but it's called a nut. But I'm pretty sure they spell. Yeah, they, they say, say cannot. They say cannot in the movie. So sorry to be all Ravenclaw, you, but <laughs> yeah, they say cannot in the movie. They say cannot. When do the they movie. mention it in the movie? Multiple times. I need references. I need receipts. Please hold. <laughs> also, while we're holding, um, I just want to say that I was wrong, and this is where my fan fiction catches up with me. And there's no mention of Katie Bell playing for any team. <laughs> but she clearly does. Um, so, okay. Mm. Also, Angelina definitely plays Quidditch before she goes to help George in the. In any case, uh, given the opportunity in the Wizarding World, whenever paying for something, I would just say, "Oh man, I'm about to bust a nut over this ice cream." It certainly would happen. Certainly. All right. It's like I'm every gonna... time I go to the Renaissance Festival and I look for the person selling nuts so I can say the phrase, can I have some of your nuts? Or Harry may I purchase, purchase I'm going to have to pull up the whole connect thing later because it's on the audiobooks. I know Jim Dale definitely pronounces it connect, and I know in the movies they also say that. I just don't believe that they say it in the movies. Yeah, so that I don't think the audiobook will suffice for the argument well i'm gonna have to do some like digging to do it in the movie I'm gonna look up so just moving on from the whole connect argument for the moment um i just think we need more bill and charlie in general <laughs> they mentioned that we in get this a, one we get a bit of bill later yeah don't get hardly ever get charlie, charlie. Not All we know Charlie. is he's good at Quidditch ben, and stop he works with, with animals. Charlie. It's too late for He's me. athletic and he works with animals. I know. And he's like, gay. He's all around perfect. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying we all love Charlie and we all want him. <laughs> listen, listen, the only other gay they give me is Dumbledore, so I need someone. True. True. <laughs> okay, so moving into... <laughs> I'm up to flu powder. Where are you guys? I'm up to powder. Oh no. Um. I oh I have poor neglected Harry Dudley would think it was a joke if um if I got lost in the oh that's still about yeah I mean that's fine. Um, I just said like couldn't he have gone with somebody else? Like did he have to go by himself in the chimney? Or like since certainly the Weasleys know how to operate. Couldn't everyone else have gone by flu powder and like they could have operated? Or, additional question: If flu powder costs money, why wouldn't they all operate? Yeah. Because they can't operate the younger 
siblings, which is what I assume is the case. Well, yeah, they use the, um, like, co-apparition, very side-along apparition, only with, like, Dumbledore? Like, they don't really use it that much. No, Hermione uses side Hermione does it, and Harry does it. But they all can apparate when they do it with Hermione. And I don't know if that makes a difference. Like, I don't know if you have to be very powerful to be able to do side-along apparition, because they should use it more. Because that was my other note, was, like, also, most people probably don't use blue powder to get to, like, um, Diagon Alley, and they're like, how did you get there last year if you didn't take blue powder? I'm like, most people probably, like, don't use blue powder, because yeah, otherwise it'd be, like, like clogged. If you're, carry- if you're carrying a minor, operating is also, like, a dangerous thing. See, I always assume yeah, it was because... Yeah, there's, like, always risk of splinching and stuff and like that. And the Weasleys can n- never have enough adults to apparate all those children. So it makes sense yeah. that they use blue powder. Yeah, like, yes. I I just think that it was weird for them, one, to, like, just assume that Harry knew how to do blue powder. It seems like a very complicated way of travel, though. Easier than a car, though. Like, I, I, it cuts off, like, zero of the time. Because it take I say one word and I get there. That's primo. Fair, but there's also, like, all of this talk about, like, getting off at the right grate and, like, Yeah, all because that you stuff. have to say it clearly. No, but it makes it sound like you have to choose a grate once yeah, you say it Yeah, that's how I saw it. So that kind of it's brings us to another whole confusing. other thing. How did Harry end up in Nocturnal? Yeah, because da, 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 I got Ally sounds, no, that's me, like, saying yeah. what Harry said. Sorry, he messes up, but the way, the, the spelling of how he messes up is d- Diagon Alley, which sounds way more like Diagon Alley than Nocturne Alley, so how does he end up in Nocturne well, I wondered if it was Dobby. I don't think so, because I, I think he would have cut off the flu entirely. Like, Dobby is... But if he, like, Dobby was like, oh, I'll steal his letters, and, and then it's like, oh, I can't let him go to Diagon Alley and he won't be able to get his school supplies. Like, I yeah. feel like Dobby doesn't think like that. I feel like, I feel like Dobby, like, there's not enough textual evidence to, like, say that it was Dobby. Yeah, I don't. Because also Dobby wouldn't, certainly wouldn't send him to Nocturne Alley. Well, he Dobby should have bludger after him. Yeah. I guess. And all, the, and the other, the only contextual as evidence I have for that is that the Malfoys are there right after Harry lands. But so I think that makes it... Dobby was traveling with them. But Dobby's not with them. But, like, not that you know of. But, like, Dobby's with Lucius when he's, like, going to the school. Like, maybe he just goes with them sometimes. He wasn't in with the shop. I don't know. I, I think it's a guessing. good theory, but the only reason I would debunk it is because Dobby is not subtle, and when he's, like... When he does do something that puts Harry in danger, he always, like, confesses But, like, to the it. barrier, I mean... I mean, yeah, he, he confesses, confesses to it later, but it's because Harry says, so the barrier and, like, that, like, that was all you. And he doesn't he doesn't mention this, which is why it probably isn't, but I was just thinking, like, there's really no reason why he would have ended up in Nocturne Alley unless he picked maybe the wrong grade. I don't know, because yeah. it's, like, one over, too. Yeah, this whole flu powder thing is a lot. I've never It's a very quite... confusing way of travel. Yeah. Just apparate, guys. Portkey. Portkey is also confusing. We'll get to that in fourth year, but... But then all you have to do is touch it. Yeah, but I feel like it's like a... Does it have to be ministry sanctioned? Um, like, yeah. I think so. Like, I think, I think you, so. I feel like it's approved. Ex- yeah, I feel but like But that's because it can, it can transport masses of 
people. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's a harder, like, it, I see, and this is how fan fiction does it, so it's probably why I see it this way, but it's, like, port key is, like, when you need to travel, like, across, like, country lines or, like, somewhere For very specific. Distance. Yeah, like, because you can't apparate somewhere that far, even though they don't say that, but I assume you can't, like, be in Britain and apparate to America. I assume that, too, because, like, even Baltimore, it, like, flies instead of apparates. Yeah. True. Also, I feel like, like, the probably the further distance that you apparate, like, the more likely you are to, like, splinter yourself or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wish they would explain that more, because that is really just us theorizing, because they never actually say that. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting into the Draco and Harry <gasps> stuff. I'm talking! Well, um... Yes. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Sorry, this is my note that I had before. Um, I thought it was really interesting that they actually, like, kind of introduced a lot of items that were going to come back later. Like, number one, the vanishing cabinet. Number two, the um, hand of glory. Number number three, the cursed necklace that okay. they gave to Katie Bell. I'm going to pause you because... Uh, instead of asking quiz questions to each other later, we were going to ask Ben quiz questions about the chapter, and that was exactly a quiz question. And Ben just, like, barreled through it, because now we did not tell him that was a quiz question. Yeah, we were going to ask you what objects come back in later, but... We are going to have you do two of three. Three of four. Oh, three of... Oh, yeah. Um, well, I got Cabinet, three. Hand of Glory, Necklace... And, um, There's one other thing. No, um, I think it, we were going to do two of three because the next one is, like, the one that we were, like, you get four of. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been just two of three. But I feel like there's another thing, but it's fine. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyway, if you guys have the picture book version of um, the second book, these pictures in Morgan and Burks are so creepy this whole chapter is creepy, except for Draco's face, which is just classic. But anyway, finish what you were saying, Ben. Potter with a star and his broomstick. No, um, that's not what you were saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> to get to that. That's the quote that I want, by the way. Yeah, we're just. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's really interesting that they like introduce like so many things that come back, like. I'm, it, it, it makes me wonder, like, how far in advance she was thinking of things, or was she, like, in the sixth book, and she was like, hmm, what have I already invented that I could have show up again? Like, I think it's that. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's that, but even that's super impressive, because the placement of these objects, like, all in Bergen and Bergs, surrounded by the Malfoys, it's, like, very foreshadowy, and she didn't even plan it, like, it, I don't know. That's, it's something that could be, she uses so many magical objects in mm-hmm. her, in these books. She has so many inane characters that she throws in, and she somehow manages to get them back in a very fitting way throughout the books, which is, I think, just, like, very good writing and impressive. Yeah, and I said, like, I just like the connection of this, um, store, and, like, we, and in this book, we meet Tom Riddle, and, like, Tom Riddle works at Morgan and Berg, so, yeah. like, all of that. I think it's really nice how it, it connects. Um, so now we're to my favorite part of this chapter, where, um, Draco is complaining to his father about Harry. Um, this, uh, 
Let's just listen to the quote. Touch nothing, Draco. Malfoy, who had reached for the glass eye, said, I thought you were going to buy me a present. I said I would buy you a racing broom, said his father, drumming his fingers on the counter. What's the good of that if I'm not on the house team, said Malfoy, looking sulky and bad-tempered. Harry Potter got a Nimbus 2000 last year, special permission from Dumbledore so he could play for Gryffindor. He's not even that good, it's just because he's famous, famous for having a stupid scar on his forehead. Malfoy bent down to examine a shelf full of skulls. Everyone thinks he's so smart, wonderful Potter with his scar and his broomstick. You have told me this at least a dozen times already, said Mr. Malfoy with a quelling look at his son, and I would remind you that it is not prudent to appear less than fond of Harry Potter, not when most of our kind regard him as the hero who made the Dark Lord disappear. Ah, Mr. Borgen. I love this. Every Drury fan loves this because it's so funny and it's Drury blogs on Tumblr have their like, their information section. They have this quote like, stupid Potter with his broom and his scar and his broomstick like in every like Harry Draco point of view fan fiction he says something along these lines it's almost as iconic as the scared Potter you wish like it's very close which also <laughs> comes in this book so I just said he's so petty and then I put in parentheses and in love <laughs> thank is. god he's obsessed he's obsessed he doesn't know why, but his heart does. Yeah, it's because he's in love. In love with a scarhead named Harry Potter. He's in love with a boy. Um, he's in love with a stripper. So I wanted she to poke, like, a him. hole in your fanon, though, about Draco. Huh? Oh, yeah, I also have that written down about the fanon. Okay. About the fanon. <laughs> yeah, this is about fanon. So you, like... To talk about how, like, smart Draco is, and and you, I, I don't know about you specifically, or at least, like, you've talked about, like, fan fiction has, like, talked about this part about, like, not getting the best grades in school. So I, like, looked at it more closely this time. I did, too, because I wanted to defend myself, but I, I, I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll... Yeah, so he says, like, if his grades don't pick up, uh, and then he says, it's not my fault, the teachers favor Hermione, and then, um... He says, I thought you'd be ashamed. She beat you in every exam. So, to me, that, I mean, it could mean that he's smart, but I don't think it explicitly says that. I mean, it's showing that, like, his grades aren't that great, and that also Hermione's beating him at every test. Yes, I see that. Yeah. And, and I, that's just what but I I could also down. see, like, where it comes from, but I don't think it explicitly No, it doesn't, it. it's not canon. It is fanon that he's good at school. <laughs> I, I, I also look at him closely, and I admit that it's fanon. But I also think that it, this is like the inception of it. They think that he, that means he's second in class to Hermione. Which, that doesn't come across to me, that he's but, second. But I also think it comes from the fact that he likes potions. Like, he's so good in potions. Which you've talked about before is like the Snape favoritism and that he just is good in that one particular Yeah, subject. I think, but I do think there are other moments where he does show like a lot of, um, smarts or whatever yeah but i don't think that this supports it i guess i think they're in later books and i think the vanishing he, cabinet i think is and like he huge. does outsmart harry in other ways and like how he figures out that harry was like listening on the train mm -hmm. like those kinds of things which is more like 
um, hairy traits where it's like gut instinct more than like necessarily like smarts. I don't know. Like, I don't think he's necessarily. I feel like the hairy thing is like attention to detail. Like, because I think. Yeah. Yeah, attention, that kind of thing. Because I don't think Draco has a lot of. I don't think it's when he tries to be. Anyway, this is off topic. Yeah, no, I just, I think, I don't think it's that scholarly, I guess. I don't see him as scholarly. So, like, when you were, like, he would obviously go back for a, a seventh year or his eighth year, I was like, I don't think he obviously would. <laughs> I, I do only because, and even, like, outside of the scholarly thing, like, given more thought, I think Draco cares a lot about um, his future, and he does exhibit the ambitious traits of Slytherin, and I think he already knows his job prospects are not great. Well, post-war. when you said that, like that kind of makes sense. Like he doesn't think he would be able to get a job, but I don't like I don't think any of that's like supported by the text. Like I don't think he would go back to school because he's like loves school and he's like really good at it. Yeah. That's kind of that's where I'm coming from. I think that he's really smart in other ways and more like street smart. And I guess I'm not saying that I think he loves school, but I think he cares about school. And I think there's, like, a distinct difference. Like, he cares about doing well in school, which is what I was and, trying and to And I say. guess that's probably, like, because his dad, like, yeah. pushes him really hard with it. Yeah. Speaking of his dad, I think it's interesting, like, in this whole section, they, like, talk about how, like, the Malfoy name still commands a lot of respect and stuff like that, which is very confusing to me because, like, why? <laughs> because they donate a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess that's, like, really the only reason, but, like... And Lucius and Fudge are, like, buddies. Yeah, which is, like, it's very confusing to me, because they bring that back up in the Order of the Phoenix, and, yeah. like, they talk about how much impact Lucius has over Fudge, and, like, how much, like, hold the Malfoy name still carries, which is pretty confusing, because, like, Lucius Malfoy was, like, definitely outed as a Death Eater after the first war. But Lucius uses the excuse that he was imperious. Does he? Yes. Okay. Yes, which is why it makes so much sense to me that Fudge would believe him, because Fudge believes anything that's like... Like, he would rather believe that Lucius was imperious than be like, oh, someone with that high of an influence influence on the wizarding world had anything to do with um, Voldemort in the first place. Do you think they could have used, like, Veritas Serum or something to confirm that? This is my issue. I Why don't they always use Veritas Serum? Like, I understand free will, blah, blah, blah. But if you are convicted Death Eater, you've lost that choice for free will. Like, give me a Truth Serum. Also, like, it's like, uh, it doesn't make sense that you would have that kind of a free will when you've committed a crime. Because it's like, you should have the freedom to deny the crime that you definitely did commit. That's confusing. Well, I mean, it's not like they don't use lie detectors for every, like... I wonder if it's difficult to prove it, even with Veritas Serum, because if you don't know that you were imperious, like, can you say truthfully? Like, do you... I don't know how much of the magic, like, impedes that, because it's still you doing all of those things, and if you can even say under Veritas Serum, like, I did that, or not. But Lucius is saying, I was imperious. And Jenny, when she is abducted by Voldemort, like, knows that she was the one doing it, but also knows she was not in control of her actions. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know what it's like, and if there's, like, a power against Veritaserum, because I feel like that would be an easy solution 
and it seems like they can't do that even with like Crouch's son and all that stuff. Like they don't even think they don't even bring it up as an option. Yeah, they do do it with Barty, Barty Crouch, Crouch Jr. Jr. Though. Oh, later. I mean, yeah. I meant in his trial. Yeah. Um. Because Veritas Serum, like, I feel like because of the Barty Crouch Jr. scene, I feel like it's not as hard to fight off. Because I think Barty Crouch Jr. is, like, I a very skilled wizard. I don't mean fight off. I mean, like, the because you've been imperious, like, you... No, I see what you're saying. There's something that, like, that blocks yeah. Veritas Serum, like, because it's, like, almost like you black out during that time. And some what I'm fictions, thinking. people say that, like, good legitimates can, like, fight off of Veritas Serum. Like you can sort of manipulate. Oh, Barrett Serum? I don't. I don't know. I don't believe yeah. it either. I'm just saying this is like these are things that are being yeah. discussed in the fandom. Um. Um. Also, like when Lucius is talking about all these poisons and stuff that is in his house, like he talks about the poison right after he talks about the Muggle, like the Muggle thing. And I'm like, Jesus, Lucius, what are you doing? Like poisoning Muggles? Well, I think that was about the necklace, which is just at Forgan. No, 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 no. It, when when he's talking about the things that he wants to sell, he's like, I have some potions for you that wouldn't be, like, good to... That would be embarrassing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I'm like, and it's right after the, you know, like, all those muggle lovers, and I'm like, what potions oh, are you I using on yeah. muggles? Well, he also yes. does say poisons. Like, yeah, like, yeah, he does say poisons. Poison. And I was just like, Like, what? who are you poisoning, Lucius? Like, who? What do, what do you do? Also, like, truth. if you have poisons, like, would that come up in a raid? Like, can't you just own poison? Not, not dark Certain magic poisons, poisons I'm, I'm sure. sure. Or there... ones specifically targeted for muggles, which is what it seems to be. <laughs> I'm confused, though. Are there, like, good poisons? Are there, like, <laughs> I know, that's what I mean, like... Non-dark magic poisons? I guess, like, ones with, like, regular antidotes or, like... You can't have an antidote for it? I don't know. Just shove a bazaar in his mouth. Yeah. Good one. Thank you. Alright, my next one is like Hagrid, so I don't have anything else in this section. Ew, all I said, all my next note about this is ew, tray of fingernails. Very confusing about what the fingernails are being used for. That doesn't come back. But. (laughs) Thank God. I have a theory about the fingernails. What if they're used to be, like, clean identities for, um, for, what's it called? The potion that... Polyjuice? Yeah, Polyjuice like, are these, like, oh, that's a, that's a great, uh, theory. Oh, that's disgusting. It's and also, gross. Rod makes a joke about that, like, what we see, like, toenails or something. Oh, mm. Uh, by the way, if you guys have been listening every week, the little girl in my class that's reading through Harry Potter told me that she's at where, uh, uh, Ron and Harry become Crab and Goyle. She's almost done. Yeah, and she's, like, Zooming on through every day she comes in. She's like, "Can I tell you where I am?" And that's like, that's that's at Christmas time. Yeah, she's like speeding on through. Why is the slug repellent in Nocturne Alley? Just curious. I also thought about that too. Also, why are the flesh-eating slugs that eat flesh attacking the cabbages? Mm. Well, I think <laughs> that slugs like also just like eat plants. Okay. Eat slugs. That comes back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so I was like, okay, so I had two parts to this note. I was like, Hagrid was, like, 
why aren't you re- reading my letters? Sad and as like, if you're Hagrid. Hagrid's only friend, and I was like, JK, it's sweet. Like, I don't want to start out this book hating <laughs> No, well, I said sad and secure Hagrid because it was just like really sad. Like, why were you responding to my letters? Or for ABPS friends, did you get my text message? Why didn't you text me back? Why didn't you text me back? <laughs> you got my text? Also, what would the Weasleys have done if they had lost Harry Potter? Like, if he just ended up somewhere. Like, how would they find him? I feel like they would pull that, like, Neville line, like... I killed Harry Potter. I killed Harry Potter. Um, I read a fanfiction once where uh, uh, Sirius and Lupin were raising Harry. Um, uh, don't make me cry. I know it was really good, but it was super sad. Uh, and uh, Harry does get lost in like Diagon Alley. Like he goes off by himself. Like and like his Ron is over because Ron and Harry become friends from little kids in this fanfiction because uh. Molly teaches the neighborhood kids like their lessons and Stop. it's serious and Lupin sent him to Molly like I with Ron it's a really good fit okay and so how like, old are they in this like eight yeah seven? they start it starts when Harry is like five eight. or whatever I think it starts when he's eight like because they know about the Dursleys but it's like when they see Dursleys abusing him they take him it's like Dumbledore told them not to take him from the beginning but they kind of, like, it's a really good thing. Yeah, because they're good people, and Dumbledore sucks. Right. So, uh, and him and Ron become really good friends, and Ron's like, you should just go to Diagon Alley. What do you mean you've never been? Because Harry's not allowed to go, because they don't He's want supposed to be growing up away from it. Yeah. So, but Ron's like, you should go. And so they, t- Ron teaches them how to use the flu power, but it messes up with Harry, and they lose Harry, and Snape finds Snape finds him? Because he has a really good relationship with Snape in this fic, too. Like, in a, in a like weird Lupin way. Like, Lupin and Sirius have a good relationship? No. Um, they have a terrible relationship with why Snape. Is Harry it? has a good relationship with Snape because... Snape's, like, keeping an eye on him? Yeah, Dumbledore is like, you can be the person that is in charge of, like, taking him around to Quidditch matches in Diagon Alley and stuff what like that. What does Sirius and Lupin Sirius, think of that? Because Sirius and Lupin can't be seen with a child that could be Harry because they know, the Wizarding World knows that Sirius is his godfather. So uh, they don't want people to make the connection. Like, Harry is wearing a disguise, but they don't want... Are Sirius and Lupin together? Oh, not in the beginning, but they get together. Okay. Like, r- while they're raising um, Harry there's together. There's so like, many feelings that you are bringing I'm up for me. very yes. confused about why they can't be seen by Harry. Because be he's in danger. No. Voldemort. Voldemort is war- alive in No, but, world? like, it's he's supposed to be, like, not... Yeah, like, like Dumbledore knows where he is. Dum- first of all, Dumbledore right doesn't believe that Voldemort is really gone, so he doesn't want... Okay. That's to why protect him. Yeah. So and even the like, Death Eaters don't know. Right, exactly. It's mostly for the Death Eaters. Okay. I get it. But um, I'm on board. It's a really good thing. <laughs> uh, let me, I'll find the name and I'll put I'll I'll put it at the end of this uh, this podcast. All right. So my next note is um, so Alex and I wanted to start bringing up a new segment where we like debunk fan theories or reaffirm fan theories. Um, and so this one is, this one is called Arthur was under an imperious curse pre, like during the first war. Um, so I thought this was like really interesting. Like a Voldemort, like by Voldemort? 
or some or like a death eater yeah so like during his like first reign um and so like this was like on a like a buzzfeed thing or something so then i like read more on it and like this person on um the website was called selkins i don't know it's like a thread thing so they gave all this like canon evidence for it so i'll just like read some of the major points Please do. This is interesting. Yeah, I thought it was, like, actually a really good theory. And I think and it's not just one person that said it. Like, multiple people have. Um, so there was, like, actual victims of the Imperius Curse. That's, like, the first, like, evidence. Is, I like, feel like that's true. That's, like, legit. Like, people did. That did happen, too. Um, that they were targeting younger ministry officials um, to, like, get into the ministry. Kind of like how they do in the seventh one. Um, Arthur's particular hatred towards Lucius, which is why I'm bringing it up for this book, yeah. um, mm-hmm. because he really hates Lucius, and Lucius, as we were talking about earlier, like, did say he was under the Imperius curse, which is not true, um, and, like, possibly Lucius was the one that put Arthur under the Imperius curse, unsure, um, and then in, like, Crouch's slash Moody's, depends against the dark arts class, um, Ron is the one that says the Imperious Curse, and then Lu- or Moody's response is, ah, yes, your father would know about that one. Um, that gave the ministry a lot of trouble at one time, which I always read as, like, oh, yeah, he just worked for the ministry, because, yeah. which is true, but also it could mm-hmm. be true that Moody yeah. knew that. Um, and they, he also says, like, there's, like, a hint of the Weasleys um, being, like, weak to the Imperious Curse because Ron is, like, the only one after the class with Moody that he's, like, still, like, hopping on his foot or whatever. Like, he's still affected even mm-hmm. after everyone else isn't. Um, Arthur Weasley, like, being really unwilling to, like, risk exposure of the Velas, like, in comparing Velas, like, Imperious, like, being susceptible to that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Um... Implications of a Voldemort-related skeleton in the Weasley family closet. And uh, this one was, like, kind of a stretch. It was, like, at the end of the fourth one, Bill was like, I'll go to Dad, I'll go now, as soon as they find out that Voldemort came back. And so the reason was, like, Bill needs to tell Arthur instead of, like, getting it in, like, a letter or something. That's a little bit. Yeah, that was, like, a stretch. stretch. Um, And the argument also was that, like, Bill and Charlie knew that Arthur had been under the Imperius Curse, but none of the other kids did. I don't know. I like it as a theory. I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily true. And then, well, then the other one is that the Weasleys owe, like, a debt to Mad-Eye Moody, and, like, possibly, like, Moody, like, helped Arthur out, like, afterward, that, that kind of thing. That is sad. Yeah. Um, I think that's the last, yeah, that was the last reasoning. But I thought that was just a really interesting theory, and, like, not, like, any, like, actual support, but there's, like, a lot of things to, like, insinuate that possibly. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that there's, like, there's, I can't think of any direct textual evidence to, uh, like, right. dupe it, but. Yeah, like, it's a good, I think it's, like, it does what a theory does. Like, it's, it's there, it could be possible. I don't. See, I just don't think characters, the characters behave in a way that suggests that's true. Like, I think worry, 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 wow. Worry ward? War, worry, 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 Maryland, okay. Worry ward, Mrs. Weasley would be like way more protective slash sensitive 
to Arthur going places. But she is. She's not not enough. I think she's as much as she is for, like, normal people. But even in this one, she's like, your father's working late, like, and waiting for him to get home. Like, I mean, and that's also partly Mrs. Weasley. But I feel like she was always that way. Yes, I feel like that's a normal amount. But she's always been that way for us, and so according to this, it would have happened before we we were introduced to these characters. So, like, the reason she's so worried all the time is possibly, I guess, because of this. Yeah, I guess I... It's a lot of, like, obvious No, I know. I'm just... I guess what I'm trying to say about with Mrs. Weasley specifically is that she's, like, this... She's that anal about anybody. All of her family. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, not even her family. Just, like, everybody. Yeah. And so, I think she would be more than, like, possibly, like, not let him go to work type of thing. Like, not that she could, like, control him in that way. That's not what I'm trying to say. But, like, it seems unlikely that this would be true and Mr. Weasley behave even him behave the way that yeah. he behaves in this like confident manner like I don't think he would jump Lucius if Lucius was the one that put him period but see I the mm-hmm. only reason I really like this is because it kind of gives more background to why Arthur like has a specific beef towards Lucius I mean obviously Lucius is just a bad person but you don't ever hear them talking about any other death eaters or like possible families I also think it probably pisses one, Lucius always comes after his money. I'm sure yeah. he does that at work all the time. Two, like, I can't imagine what it would be like to have a known racist and bigot in your workplace like that, you know, who, like, got off. Like, if you had a Nazi in your workplace and you know they got but off. But there are other ones, like the guy that yeah. is, like, executing Buckaby. Well, right, but I feel like Lucius definitely is the Death Eater with the most power De- after the, yeah, you're after right. the First you're War. right. So there's that. Plus, like, they always, they seem to, like, kind of have a beef because, like, the Malfoys are, like, that poster family of, like, the, the Death Eater, like, inbred family. And I feel like the Weasleys are, like, the poster family for, like, the Blood Traders. Right. Yeah. So that they're, like, natural enemies. Yeah, like, because the, I'm sure Lucius targets Arthur and the Weasley family in general because they are, they do happen to be a pure blood family, like, the pure, the Pruitts. Right. And the Weasleys, you lose both those families to blood traitors, and they're, like, all about pure blood loyalty. It's also, like, loose, like, the Malfoys actually have respect for their, like, for their bloodline and stuff like that. Like, the Blacks, like, have a pure bloodline, but they're also, like, all insane, so, like, I feel like people don't take them as seriously. Also, there's not really, like, an heir to the Black, like, fortune at this point. So like I feel well, like well, they're serious. Oh. Serious is the heir to the black. But they've like right, but he's the blood his, uh, Oh, I see. I see what you mean. And so but, like, I mean, like the I... Malfoys are carrying on that name, and right. like Bellatrix didn't have any kids. So like Narcissa, Andromeda, and Bellatrix. Right. So you don't. Well, that's why Harry becomes the black the heir. Heir. Right. Oh, that's kind of. But yeah, like, so there's no other real, like, families that would be in the running for their hatred. Um, well, I, I, I assume you guys are kind of playing devil's advocate with this theory. Oh, yeah, like, no, I really like the theory. Because I like, I just like it as, like, a possibility. No, see, I and like it, Some too. of the theories I I've read are, like, literally crazy. No, don't get me wrong, I think yeah. this yeah. is a very good theory, and I really do like it, but I think it's more fun to sort of try to, like... Definitely. I like that you're poking holes in it. I was just saying mm-hmm. to defend the theory. I feel like I've become the defender of theories, and you have become the debunker, which is kind of funny, because 
I debunk Fanon and you support Fanon. Yeah. It's just it's, I love it. It's a good yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. We're so we're such good hosts of this podcast. Yeah, guys, you should rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs> we always have melons. We can delete that. <laughs> She was traveling by flu. Yeah, and she, so like, she knows. She was like, oh, we're going to get dust on us. Yeah. That's true. I didn't think about it like that. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, green dot. Oh. oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I don't know if this is before or after what you were doing. So you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say green dot suits off, like, in their vaults and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And, like, Harry. Yeah, that is. Ock, indeed. That's sad. I mean, Harry even says, well, this is awkward, or something like that in his in head. In his head, yeah. In his head, he's, he's, like, trying not to open the vault wider than also, he needs, like... does the Wizarding World have credit? Because, like, how are the Weasleys affording, like, all of this stuff? Because it's a lot. Right, with one galleon. One galleon, yeah. The this money a, also doesn't make sense. Yeah, this is probably. another thing that does not make right, sense. Like, Harry spins multiple galleons. They have one galleon. Right. It doesn't make not one piece of sense. Harry, who later, I'm like, oh, so cute. He gives his books to Jenny. Like, soup's cute, but bitch, don't need those books this year. Like, yeah. give those to Ron, please. No, because they, they say that they need five sets of Gilderoy Lockhart's books, so that's like I think Jenny gets Oh, Jenny things. does need them. All of them. Yeah. I, wow, yeah. that was... Um, this. This is so yeah, they must have had to bust a lot of nuts for those books. It's canuts. <laughs> they must have had to bust a lot of canuts for these books. Um, yeah. uh, I love the Molly Lee's uh, when Molly and Arthur get into this little tip about Lucius, and um, and Arthur's like, you don't what you don't think I'm a match for Lucius mm-hmm. Malfoy. And I kind of love everything that you get to see about Arthur in this chapter because it really establishes what how I think of Arthur as a character. Because for our first impression of him, you see sort of like bumbling, typical dad. And then like mm-hmm. for the rest of the books, you kind of see that. Well, in three, you kind of see him go against Molly in the, uh, when he tells Harry about... The third one. Yeah, the third one. Did I not say third one? Did I say next one? I don't I don't know what you said. I was just saying third. Yeah, in the third one. Um, so, but um, I think this one really establishes to me that, uh, that Arthur, even though he can be silly and goofy, when things are serious, he does take a strong stance, which I think we were talking about this last chapter, reminds us a lot of Fred and George. And of Ron, I'm yeah. saying later, especially how hot he gets with um, Lucius. Like, classic Like, under his collar, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Molly's also like that, but the way it happens is, like, Ron. Exactly, and they juxtapose it with a Ron. Because Ron's, Malfoy. like, yelling, and then Arthur's like, what's going on here? Like, calm down. And then he's like, mm, JK, like, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> yeah. Right. It also humanizes him in a way where, like, if you think of him as that, like, bumbling, like, muggle-obsessed, like, crazy person, you're like, well, why was he in the First Order of the Phoenix? Like, why? Yeah. Why is he a guard? Yeah. 
Yeah. Is he even powerful? But like, I think he is. I also think you see a lot of his Gryffindor. Definitely. Yes. In this chapter, and you see Molly's throughout the book. Like, I think you get more Molly than you do of Arthur. Definitely. So you get to see more of like her depth than you do. And of she Arthur. kind of like gives him a hard time about it, but I think that's what she likes about him. Me at the too. Same time. I think she loves the kind of Arthur that jumps at that he's willing to stand up for himself and their family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, this is just like a tiny side note um so they were talking about like the photographer like taking pictures of Gilderoy and I was like I think this is the same one that's with Rita's sweeter in the fourth one you know how she's always with that photographer from the Daily Prophet I'm just mm-hmm. assuming it's the same guy um even though it's just the books and not like the movies it's like that one extra, <laughs> that <makes laughs> extra. and he got bumped up to a uh, speaking role <laughs> In the um, fourth one. My next note says, see, there is an exchange place. There is, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but I'm saying, like... It there, does exist. It does exist. So why can't Harry exchange his money for muggle money? Like, he does it work both ways? Oh, well, he doesn't really need He doesn't need money. to, but I'm just saying in I general... I think he we, does, though. We be- were talking about it, like, when the first book we were, like, is there an exchange for a... Well, in the first one, he didn't know about it. But I do think he does get muggle money from his money, because I think he talks about it in, like, the third or the one one book. He, well, I know Hermione says all the muggle money will be at the bottom, but I do think that Harry does end up exchanging it. It's also confusing. Backwards. It's confusing because it's like, well, how many how many nuts does a dollar buy me? Or, like, well, it's how much do I have to pay for pound. How much do I have to pay for some wizard nuts? Anyway, um, <laughs> I like the surprise in the movie that you don't know who the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher is, and they're like, I bet it's a witch, and then it's actually Gilderoy Lockhart, instead of this, where they tell him before, but I yeah. like it when they're in the classroom and they don't know who it is yet, which actually doesn't make sense, because you would know it's a beast, but yeah. whatever, I like how they did the movie. I love the twins' preoccupation with Nocturne Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to say, like, oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, oh, they're like, brilliant. Yeah. And Ron's like, we're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Here is my Percy thing for this chapter, because I always have one. Um, prefects who gained power. Oh, the book okay. he's looking at. Tiny. And then he says, and then he's described as, of course he's, um, of course Percy's very ambitious. Percy is a Slytherin. Everything that we hear about Percy, everything we know about Percy, suggests that he should have been sorted into Slytherin House. Unless you believe, which I also believe this fan theory, that the sorting hat um, sorts you into places that you admire. And so all of his family's been in Gryffindor, so he would admire Gryffindor. But, but he I don't think he admires his family. I so think he, he would choose Ravenclaw. Right. But he is a Slytherin. Like, yeah. he only cares about ambition. He literally... Well, I could argue maybe Ravenclaw. I can argue he has a lot of Ravenclaw traits, but I think he does things with a Slytherin I motivation. I think his innate personality is Slytherin, but I could see him being sorted into Ravenclaw. I think the only brave brave thing that he does in the books is when he finally has the courage to leave the ministry, but I think, here's what I think, I think that that's like a very large piece of bravery because like at that point having been such a fool for so long and having done all of the wrong things for so long, 
it would have to take someone like a crazy amount of bravery to like go back and say like, kind of oh, like Draco, no, kind of right. Up. But Draco is one. One Draco's a Slytherin, but two. Right. I think, but two. I think that's not that brave because yeah, like he's sort of crawling. He's crawling back to his family because at that point he has nothing left. It's either he, the the he only comes back when the ministry is completely taken over by Voldemort. Yeah, like. He has, like... Well, he does say he's, like, been coming on for a while. Right, but, but still. Yeah. And when he has... And I... And the my thing against the Ravenclaw thing is when he has definitive proof, when everyone sees that Voldemort is back, which is a very fact-based Ravenclaw, he still chooses the ministry over his family because oh, he yeah. thinks the power is more important than the facts that are right in front of I him. I agree with you. Um, but I do think that the longer you isolate yourself from your family or anybody, it's harder. It takes more bravery to come back. Like, I do know where Ben's coming no, from. No, I do think that's true. But I also, I one, I, I'm biased because I don't like Percy. But I think that... I, mean, well, I don't Percy think sucks, any of us like, are on, right. like, but I'm, Percy. But I'm saying, like, I think he doesn't come back in a place that's brave. Like, I think... If he came back when the ministry was like, go to your family and use them to try to get to Harry, if he at that point was like, oh no, well, this is my family. Well, that wasn't like Voldemort or Death, or Death Eaters. That no, was just, I'm just Rufus. Okay, okay. Well, I don't know when. Yeah. I, or when Harry sees and every in the ministry is like really dogging Harry, or even when his when dad Umbridge, when his dad when is Harry, attacked in the seventh one when Harry goes back with like Umbridge and stuff. Do we see Percy in that chapter? Yes, because he gets in the elevator with her. Yeah. That, for me, is more of the straw. It's like, you're seeing what, like, these people are doing, and you've grown up in a household that doesn't tolerate that. Right. Or even Although when his I mean, dad I is guess, attacked in the ministry, and he doesn't come back. Well, I guess, that like, Christmas. Arthur's also still working with the ministry, even though it's, like, corrupted. But so, Arthur tries to, but they all try to tell him. Like, Percy's really working for No, the No, I, I know he is, but, like, in the sense that, so is Arthur. Like, even though he believes but, it's wrong, he's still doing it. But I think that Arthur, like, first of all, number one, Arthur works in a different sect of the ministry, so he's working in misuse of muggle artifacts, which doesn't really have anything to do with, like, yeah, you're racism. Right. Whereas Percy is, like, working in, like, the, like, the, po- the politics of the ministry. Also, it's stated that Kingsley and Arthur keep their job at the ministry because they want to have ears at the ministry. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, no, you guys are making great points. I was just... I'm sorry. I just had to bring it up because it's... the This whole section, it just... Everything they say about Percy is so Slytherin that I'm just like, I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't... I can't think of any moments where Percy appears to be a Gryffindor. Like, none. I can't think of any. No. Yeah. If you can think of any... Write them in your reviews of this podcast. Or tweet at us. Email us, please, because we are at a loss. We just got a lovely listener that emailed us. Um, Shout out, Melanie. Melanie, you're the best. (laughs) Um, But we love to hear from you, so just do that. Bye. (laughs) Okay, but not bye. But not bye. We have more to say. This is a long chapter. The audiobook chapter for this is 35 minutes. Um. Oh, okay. So, guys, I have found a mistake. <gasps> I don't find one. A mistake. Tell <gasps> me, tell me, tell me. In the American book, it has a different book title for Gilderoy Lockhart's book than in the British version. 
What's the British title? Okay, go into, um, so on page 49 of the British version, first edition, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which I am holding, because when I went to, side note about me, when I went to Scotland, I searched around old bookstores and, um, you know, consignment type bookshops, and I found every single first edition of the Harry Potter series in the British versions, and that's why I own them. Um, is this when they're listing the different books? No. This uh, is on page 49. Um, the copies of his autobiography, Magical Me. Is it Magical Me? No, no, no. Okay, okay. They each grabbed a copy of Break with a Banshee and sneaked up the line. It's not going to be in here. This is the British version. It's going to be in Molly's version. Okay. Oh. I'm looking. I'm looking. It starts the chap. The paragraph starts with Harry, Ron, and Hermione squeezed inside. A long queue wound it, or a long line in the American version, wound around the back of the shop where Gilderoy Lockhart was singing, signing his books. They each grabbed a copy of Break with Banshee. Is this before or after the Percy lines? It's right after this thing. The Gilderoy Lockhart. Okay. Um, we can actually meet him. Um, they each grabbed the copy of the standard book of spells grade two right they each grabbed a copy of break a banshee break with a banshee break, break with a banshee is in this one. weird that's like not even a mistake it's just like a chain yeah it's a weird i think that she probably wanted it to be this one because this is like the later edition like that your british version would have come out first but they 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 added it in this one which is the british edition too um when i say this one i'm implying the um picture book version which was so the picture book year. version says what Break with a Break, The same thing as the British weird. version. It's so weird, right? That's not even like a... It's not a mistake, but it's a, like... It's, but that's not like British versus American. I wonder why they did it's that. It's not like spelling pajamas with a Y. That is weird, though, because that's a weird change to make. Because I listen to Should the audio book and read... Explain. Because I listen to the audiobook and read along at the same time, and I was, like, doing my classic read along, and I was like, what is this? What is that? Hmm. Chris, since you're our, like, fact checker, huh? can you see if anyone else has brought this up? Sure. Book two, standard book of spells, grade two, change from... Yeah. Break with a banshee. Break with a banshee. Can you just go ahead and speak to Carol Winkler? <laughs> from Potter Watch, <laughs> though. Not for <laughs> I'd be so mad. <laughs> Although, just to make sure there's nothing big going on in Britain, because last, yeah, last time, time was, like, really rough for us. Yeah, last time we tweeted at J.K. Rowling, it was, like, when the she the... And we were like, we're going to tweet And she had been, like, tweeting out, like, inspirational things. And we were like, and we're like, oh. What's the name of? Break of the Banshee. Break of the Banshee. Yeah, versus, um, the Standard Book of Spells. Break two. Okay, so, um. Moving on from that error or whatever you want to call it. Change up. Change your Rooney. Very interesting. Um, my next note is, again, Draco and Harry. Um, and where he says, famous Harry Potter. Um, can't even go to a bookshop without making this mistake. I just Draco, think of Tom Felton doing that part. Draco, please get your um, gay. I was just like so much. Well, I was just like so much jelly. So um, he needs jealousy. some peanut butter for that jelly. Um, and then um, when 
Jenny stands up for him. I was just like, yes, queen. Yes. Okay, so um, I said, um, I have some notes before this, so we're going to oh, okay. jump back. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, you're totally no, fine. Jump back. But uh, while we're on Jenny, I have to talk about Jenny. So we were talking earlier about how we get such weird first impressions of Jenny, Ugh. but I'm actually glad that this is our first real That's impression true, of Jenny. It's like because important. it's like, I think this is the most Jenny-like thing that they could have. Yeah. Her being like, because she hasn't ta- spoken a word to Harry, but as soon as so- she's like, stands up to Malfoy right away, and I love it. And then it makes got, it more important. It does make it more important, so I love it. And then you've got Draco, who's like, what, got yourself a girlfriend, Potter? Jelly. And uh, he does, though. Like, and Draco's mad about it. Yep, like classic. Yeah, he needs some peanut butter for that jelly. <laughs> I'm gonna go back, though, to Lockhart. Um, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> monologue, <laughs> monologue he has about, like, magical me, and this is a quote I've taken out from it. When young Harry here stepped into Flourish and Blots today, he only wanted to buy my autobiography, which I shall be happy to present him now, free of charge. The crowd applauded again. He had no idea. Lockhart continued, giving Harry a little shake that made his glasses slip to the end of his nose, that he would shortly be getting much, much more than my book, Magical Me. He and his schoolmates will, in fact, be getting the real Magical Me. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have great pleasure and pride in announcing that this September I will be taking up the post of Defense Against the Dark Arts Teacher at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. But yeah, my favorite part about that passage is they will be getting the real magical. <laughs> <laughs> I, I cannot deal with it. It's so funny. Uh, he and his schoolmates. He and his schoolmates will be getting the real magical me. Um, I have another note that says Lockhart is a mess. I love it. A mess and a half. I should say a hoop and a half. Ben, what are your thoughts on Gilderoy Lockhart? Um, I was I just, like, it's, like, utter loathing, but, like, a piteous loathing. But don't you, like, love him at the same time? Yeah, he's just, like, a a beautiful mess, just, like, waiting to decompose in our arms. Just. I have no response. (laughs) Decomposing in our arms. Amazing. He's just, like, just waiting. What I love about this is he, with... His own knowledge that he is a terrible wizard was like, yeah, I'll teach the children instead of like bamboozling another witch into writing me another book. Like, I'll, I'll teach him. I'll, I'll give him all my knowledge. Like, did he think that he was going to go through a whole semester? How knocked up for cash is this guy? I know. He's like, obviously <laughs> we get caught. Right. But he's not smart one. True. But he is. But he's a Ravenclaw. He's a and he's like come this far. I mean, like, I think he He's come this far. <laughs> that's true. And he knows he knows how much. I think to it's get weird caught. that Gilder Gilderoy's in Ravenclaw. I also think I don't he's think a it's Slytherin. Weird. 
No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's weird. No, I don't think it's weird because he might not be he's good not at spells. Enough. Well, I mean, he's not cunning No, he is cunning. Like, his whole thing is cunning. And he wants the fame. That's why he's yeah, doing it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because I think, uh, we've always said this, there's a fine line between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. Yeah. But I think Ravenclaw appreciates knowledge for the sake of knowledge. <laughs> well, I think that, um... <laughs> <laughs> there's a fine, fine line. I think that, well, I also think that there's, it has to go... Or it has to do with the way you go about doing things. Whereas, like... That's true. I think that, like, Gildor... Like, Lockhart's... I almost called him Gildoroy. <laughs> Gildoroy. You know method. it personally. <laughs> uh, I think that Lockhart's, like, method for doing Why? things is, like... Like, he plays to his strength, which is memory spells. And so, like, he uses memory... Like, that's what he really focuses on, is, like, his strength and memory spells. He's not, like doing that thing, like, he's not, like, uh, cunningly, like, charming the wizards into, like, giving them, giving him their stories. And but stuff I feel like, like a Ravenclaw would be more creative, would appreciate the knowledge for the sake of knowledge, whereas a Slytherin, but, like, that is sort of like a think-on-your-feet Slytherin type of thing. And just doing the different. minimum to get by. Yeah. I think it's different, though, because I think uh, Lockhart he wouldn't appreciate the knowledge just for knowledge because he feels inadequate because he can't do it. And so, like, he would want the, like, reputation of being that knowledgeable and being that smart and being that... Which, to me, it's a Slytherin That seems like a Slytherin quality. But I think that he wants to be known for his smarts and, like, oh, I that kind of thing. He values... He values... It's being, about, he values being... Yeah. Being that known makes for sense. his intelligence yeah, that and that kind of thing. Yeah, that makes I sense. I what you're saying now. I also think that, like, a Slytherin would, like would go about things differently. They wouldn't use the same method every time. Like, And I also don't think Slytherins necessarily want to be in the limelight. Yeah, I think that they I don't think that's to... a house trait, period. Right. I, I, I just meant, like, he's ambitious. Like, he wanted, wants the, like, limelight. He had a goal, and he was trying to search yeah, for it. And he yeah. wanted to be the best in his field, which he fakes being the best at his right. field. Yeah, but I don't, I don't necessarily think limelight is a specific trait. No, I don't think limelight is either. I think that's a Draco trait. <laughs> or, I think, a, like, that can also be, like, a Gryffindor thing. Like, I don't know. No, I think that's what Gryffindor and Slytherin have in common, is that they both, yeah. I mean, well, Gryffindor and likes even the, Raymond, Gryffindor I mean, I like the showboating all. type. Like, yeah, that, showboating, yeah. Which I think is different than, it's more like the celebrity that, like, eats up the fame, whereas I think the Slytherin wants you to, wants to get there, but not, like, they don't care about they the They want to leave you wanting more. Right, exactly. Which is not Gilderoy. He's that's more true. of the showboat. That's true. Which I guess would be Gryffindor, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, he's... But I, I still think a Gryffindor wants... I don't think a Gryffindor would do that. Like, I don't think that... I don't think those traits are exhibited for Gryffindor. Like, I don't think they would do the marriage Right, well, thing. I think that Gryffindor would be more honest and more, like... Like, they want, they Gryffindors want to brag about the things that they can do. Like, right. And they yeah. want to do them in front of you. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. Um, I I wish she'd written a thing about Lockhart, like she did Quirrell, about the background. She might have. She might have. And we just haven't. Because I don't... I got Pottermore and then... Um, fully admit that I don't use it to my advantage. Like I well, haven't. some of those you had to actually pay for in addition. To Are you kidding? Fuck that. Yeah, the ones that she <laughs> wrote, it was like around the time Fantastic Beasts came out, I think, or before Fantastic Beasts came out. It was like 
the coral page. It was like three books essentially, um, and you had to pay for them. That makes sense. They were actual, e-books, like, but they were ebooks. They weren't like ever. Well, I'm just glad that she though. didn't make us. They pay weren't for like the... they weren't like one page. Like they were like books, and they had like short. Like scenes. stories about the the Not Ameri- really scenes, the American but. Hog. Would you read the American Hogwarts stuff? Uh-huh. Because that I feel like it's like that long, which was an actual story, but it was like well done, and she didn't make us pay for that. Yeah, these were like three books, and they all had names, and they were about specific topics. Like one was like about Hogwarts in general, and so that included like professors and things like that. And then other one, I for- I forget now. It was like a little while ago. And the other Harry Potter podcast I listened to, they talked about them, which is the only reason I know that much about them, because they paid for it, and I did not. <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't that expensive. I think it was, like, $3, yeah. maybe, but um, still, like, I'm not willing to pay for it. I, I mean, if it was an it. actual book, I would, um, although I don't have all the books that she wrote. Like, I only have um, Beetle and the Bard. I don't have Quidditch to the Ages. I, or... I but the question is, do you have the casual vacancy? Yes. I do. I do. I have the casual vacancy and um, uh, the other one that she wrote. What is it? Oh, the mystery. I don't have with the pseudonym. Yeah, I don't have that. I one. have. I haven't one. read it. I didn't finish casual vacancy. Oh, I'm sorry, casual vacancy because I the one with the main character named Barry. Yeah, I couldn't get through it because I thought that was funny. Like I didn't read it. I didn't read it. So I didn't. the one that died, his name was Barry. Huh. I thought that was casual vacancy. Yeah, I'm talking about casual vacancy. Casual vacancy oh, is it, oh has Barry. Yeah. I don't know. I'm asking. No, that is because I know the guy's name in casual. The one casual that dies. Vacancy. Yeah. In the first like chapter, that's not a spoiler. Yeah. Or something. Oh, then never mind. I don't have the new one with the. Well, it's not that new. Or the you know what I'm saying? The newer one than casual yeah. vacancy. I don't have that one. Yeah, it's like I a mystery book, vacancy. but it's under a different. Like, and I did. I did the same name. thing you did. I got. I started and I didn't like it. My mom also started reading a casual. My vacancy. mom bought it for me. It was like a Christmas present, and I was like, I really appreciate it. And I started to read it, and I couldn't finish it. My mom. We have two copies because my mom bought one for herself. And then started reading it, and I was like, wow, Mom, I guess. And so I bought my own and started reading it at the same time, and we both sort of stopped reading at the same mm-hmm. time. Child, Mary Ruth, she bought it for me. <laughs> Jackie Jackie Reeves was out. on that uh, book seven deal, though, because I wasn't allowed to go to the uh, book premiere of book seven, because I hadn't finished my summer reading yet. Oh. So my mom was like, you That's can't go. Tricky. That is. But it was also like, I don't know if you remember this, but it was like midsummer. Like I had yeah, plenty like of July, time to finish my book. I think it was always around like his birthday. Right, my summer reading. I had plenty of time and she was like, you can't go because you haven't done your summer reading. And, but, uh, she did buy me, like, she went to Costco the next day and bought me the book so that when I was finished with my summer reading, I would have it. She was afraid it was going to be, like, sold out. Yeah. Um, but I was so mad because everyone was talking about it. All my friends were talking about things that happened in it. And I read it in, I remember, like, one day. And I have a pasta like a spaghetti stain on one page because I was like not eating I was like had to eat and read at the same time I have vivid memories of that too so my mom did take us to all the book releases I think from the fifth one but five six and seven were like when it became a big deal to go to the midnight maybe the fourth one I'm trying to remember how old we were when the fourth one came out but I remember the well the sixth one 
I read before my siblings and I, and then we took, like, a family vacation, like, right after it, and no one else had read it yet, and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it, so I told my dad everything about it, because he never read the book, so I was like, dad, I have to tell you everything that happens in it, and, like, about Snape and all of this stuff, and so my dad just, like, listened and, like, let me talk to him about it, and he had seen all the movies, so he did, like, talk to me about it. And then the seventh one, I also remember eating because I got it at midnight and then I read it through the night and I didn't finish it. And it was like the next day I went to sleep for a little bit. And then we were having this like big crab feast in Easton, which I don't know if any of you pick crabs. It's like a big thing. And so I wanted to pick crabs. So I took like a two hour break and I picked crabs and then I went back and I finished the book. But it, it took me about 24 hours, probably, from the time I got it to the time I finished. And I probably missed some stuff. Well, see, I did miss something. Because when I was first reading it, I, I by the time I get to the point, point where Tonks and Lupin die, I was so I totally tired. Missed that. that I'm, and it's so, like, innocuous that I completely missed it. Because it's one line. Come on, JK. Wait, Tonks and Lupin die? Stop it, Ben. Shut up. <laughs> And so, like, I remember very clearly, I remember because it was so embarrassing for myself, like, I was sitting alone in my room just reading, and I remember that I read it, and then I went back, and I was like, wait, what? Like, and then I went back and reread it, and then burst into tears, like, it was, because I completely missed it, and I had gone, like, a page and a half, and then it's like, you know, when you're tired, and something, like, pops back into your head, and I was like, Wait, what? So I went back and read it and was like, and just started crying. Well, I see, I don't even think I, I, I like breezed past that. And then I got to the end where they're talking about all the dead bodies and they're like, Ted, or Fred, or, I'm sorry. They're talking about Lupin and Thomas. I was like, wait, what? And then I went back and that's also around the time that Fred dies, which I read that like three see, or four times. That's why I was, I feel like while I, why, another reason why I missed it, because I was so, you know how much I love Fred and George. I was yeah. so stuck on the Fred thing that I just couldn't process all well, of that. Well, I read sadness. that part three or four times. I was like, there's no way. Like, he's just like knocked out. He's like, I, I'm like not believing it. And then the, but really, though, the Lupin and Tonks is, like, one sentence, like, barely. I'm bitter about it. Right, because it just says, like, That they are that holding hands in the dead yeah. line of dead bodies, like, as Harry. So I think I went back, and I was like, where did it say they died? And I couldn't find it anywhere, and I was like, disbelief. I remember one of the first things that I did when I got on Tumblr was I made a gift set of them, like, reaching for each other in that book, and then, a, and then another gift of That's them, so like, depressing. laying next to each other, Stop. still not touching hands. Is this you, Stop. Ben? The one that goes around all the time? Do you still get notifications I this? still, like, literally still, I get notifications <laughs> for this. I do. That's so That's sad. so sad. That's the thing that makes me depressed every time I go. That, that, and uh, posts about Fred always, like, I guarantee to make me want to cry. And serious. I can't talk about serious. I don't, serious is alive and well. What's funny? I'm taking care of her. <laughs> yep. What's funny is that I have a very different experience with the books than you guys do because I waited until all of them were out before I started reading. Oh. Because, um, like, when I was in elementary school and, like, middle school and stuff like that, there's this big thing going around my church that, like, the, the parents shouldn't let their kids read Harry Potter because it had witchcraft in it. Yeah. Um, which is, like, classic my church. My church did that, um, too, though. So I think that not was... Not like, Catholic, surprisingly. Huh. <laughs> but, that I know of. But, um, yeah, so I didn't read them until I was probably 16 or 17. Um, and 
I read them all in like probably two weeks. Uh, and like I was on vacation and I don't really like any of my family, so I just read all of them. Oh, man. <laughs> but, you sound like Harry when he goes to... But Ben's family... My family's nice to me. I just don't like them. Ben's family, please listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we get back into the chapter? Maybe. Who knows? We're at an hour 35 right now. This... I have... No apologies. Sorry, not sorry about how long... Okay. Um. So, I'm at the part where they're talking about... Um. Post Arthur Lucius fight. Oh, I'm at the fight. My note about the fight is I love this fight. I love it. It's amazing. That's all. I I root for this fight like Fred and George, where they're like, yeah, let's look. Like I wish this was included in the movie because all I want to see is they, Arthur Weasley do a brawl with Lucius. They Malfoy. do have it a little bit. Yeah, they do not have the physical alter. Okay, but he does say we have a very different idea of what to yeah. is the name of Wizard Malfoy. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Fight. I want to see them. I want a physical altercation. <laughs> I want I want contact. I want it. I want all all I want is for Arthur to sock Lucius Malfoy in the face. I want to see it in something else other than my imagination. Mr. Weasley had a cut lip and Mr. Malfoy had been hit in the eye by an encyclopedia of Toadstool. Amazing. <laughs> Toadstool. I love that Hagrid <laughs> describes the Malfoys as having bad blood because that's how they describe everyone else. Like, I thought it's, like, very... It was very I thought so, too, right. when I read that line. I thought it was very, um... Fair. Ironic? Or It's very, very ironic, yeah. Yeah, that's a word. Um, I don't know what you wanted to say, Ben, if you had a better word than say Listen, it. I can't think of a word right now. Well, then... It was fitting. Anyway. Apt. I thought that it was funny how Fred and George were like, he was pleased. Gilbert and Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> there was a fight. There's no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. And that was my last note on the chapter. My last note from the chapter is about the fight, but it just says, I love that this is the Granger's first impression <laughs> of the Weasleys. Like, they're like... Scared in the corner. But they're still fine with Hermione, like, just living there. them for that. Right. It's also funny because it's, like, one of their first impressions of the wizarding world in general. Yes. And then we never hear about them again. Until they go to Australia. Right. Until they are erased. But even in this book, we don't get to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't, I don't think, I think it's on purpose. I think I she do doesn't want to, like, I think, talk I about Hermione's parents too much. Because she's afraid that it makes no sense that she never spends time with them. I get it. But, like, I just want to get to know them. They're dentists. The dentist. Is that a particularly dangerous profession? No. No. no, no. One time, a boy named Bobby Finway bit my father's hand once. He needed how many stitches then? Seven. Eight. Ten. Okay, um, yeah, those are my last notes. Are we ready to pick a champ? And are we picking champions up first, or are we picking Ben first? Oh, let's pick Ben. Okay. Oh, boy. One. Wait, Robbie Fenwick, Harry Potter Wikipedia. Oh, it's Robbie, not Bobby. No, he's just Fenwick. Uh, but I want to know how many stitches. Ten. Ten stitches. 
Alex is right with the record show. <laughs> what book is that in? It's six. Yeah, but she's I don't... She's trying to slug it's in the, Yeah, she's trying to slug corn at the party. It's okay. a slug club party. Or in the dinner. Yeah, the Christmas dinner. But, hey, wait a second. Can we talk about how the Harry Potter Rikia has uh, family Oops. members for him? It says, possible family information. Benji Fenwick, Marcus Fenwick, <laughs> Mervyn Fenwick. None of these people, to my knowledge, are mentioned in the Harry Potter wait, books. Wait, who are those people? First of all, possible family members. is clearly a muggle, right? Like... Definitely. So why would they ever be mentioned in the Harry Potter I just want to read the fanfiction about Robbie Fenwick and the Granger. His affiliation is his loyalty is to the Fenwick family. <laughs> OG3, the only thing, and Robbie <laughs> The only thing that this yeah. says is Robbie Fenwick was a muggle boy and a dental patient of Mr. and Mrs. Granger <laughs> during one appointment. He bit Mr. Granger, giving him a wound that required ten stitches to close. What kind Hermione, of bite is that? Hermione Granger related this story to Horace Slughorn, a wizard unfamiliar with the muggle world, when he asked if dentistry was a dangerous profession. Oh, man. Amazing. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. All right. So, Ben, we're at the point of the episode where we quiz you on your knowledge of the chapter, which you've already proven one, but you don't get any points for that. Damn. Um, okay. <laughs> so, the first question is, how many... No. Or what? How many? How many of Gilderoy Lockhart's books can you name? Oh. Okay, um... So there's Break with a Banshee. Alright. Um A Year with a Yeti. Yeah. Good. Um You can name four, you get full points. Yeah, that's what we said. Uh let's see. Ooh, there's something about vampires and there's something about werewolves. Yep. Yeah, those are true. Um I'll just give you a hint. Think alliteration. No, I know. Okay. It's like Weekend with a Werewolf. No. <laughs> like, no. Uh, week with a Werewolf? No. Okay. Like a verb. Um, waving on a werewolf. Wandering. Wanderings with werewolves. Um, and then there's uh, Victory over Fan. Okay, how about I give you the creature? Sure. Banshee. Break with the Banshee. Okay, good. Ghouls. Um, gads with ghouls? Gadding. So Gadding with ghouls. Acceptable. Okay, I'll give you that one. Hags. Um, happenings with hags. Happenings with holidays. Holidays with hags. Also, can we get back to gadding? That's my favorite, but I don't know what gadding is. <laughs> gadding with ghouls. Alright. Um, trolls. Uh, Did you already say this one? No. no. Okay. Traveling travels with trolls. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. You get full points. And vampires. He had vampires already. Oh. You can't think that. Of Did you? No, he knew that vampires was one. Oh, but he okay. couldn't think of the thing. Vacations with vampires. Close. 
Voyages. Voyages with vampires. That was, that was, that was a, good. That was a good guess. I'll give you half point. Um, werewolves. Wanderings with werewolves. Yeah, I think yeah. I already said that one. Yeah. I? Yeah, you did. Okay, Yeti is the last one. You're with the Yeti. Okay. That was for, and then me. Magical me. <laughs> Alright, so you get full points, I think. I think right. you did pretty well. You earned your full point. Um, okay, and then the last question's pretty t- because <laughs> 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 um, neither of us would have made it. Really Alright, now I'm ready for this hard question okay. that you guys have oh. for me. Okay. <clears throat> so our second question is what is the name of the joke shop that Fred and George visit oh. in Diagon Alley? Oh, geez. Um, Not in Hogsmeade, and they are No, different. I know, I know, because I remember reading it and being like, that's dumb. Yeah, and it's <laughs> never mentioned again as far as I'm concerned. I know one of them starts with a J. Correct. Ooh, good job. Uh, Do you know what the other one starts with? I want to say this is a P? No. G? It is a G. G, it's like Gambin. Whoa, Gamble? Gambin, Gamble and... Jor 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 Japes. But that was Gambling really Japes. close. I'll give you full points for that. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to come up with that at all. Same. I think we give I'll give you points for that. That was not really that your points good. count for anything. This is a competition between Molly and I. Yeah. <laughs> but just for your own pride, I say you get the full Potter watch. Yeah, you did people. really well. Wow. Those were some tough questions. I'm, super, I'm flipping my hair right now, everyone. Yeah, just so you know, Ben did not bring notes with him. That's really <laughs> good. I'm impressed. Okay, so the last thing that we do is um, we give points to the chapter. Like, how many points you give this chapter, like, compared to, like, the other chapters in the book or the series. And we give a chapter champion, like Charlie's a champion, and a reading rat, like that's all. Okay. So what, what? What are the points out of? Is it a ten or? Um. Nine? So up, no, we just make up. We make them up. So ours usually. We'll range. go first. Yeah. Okay. Great. So okay. So for last chapter, which was the burrow, I gave it one hundred and fifty. And I gave it two hundred points. Uh, and we have different scale. <laughs> um, Alex goes into negatives, and I don't. And I usually out overbid. And I underbid. So mine's a much smaller scale and Alex is a much larger scale. Okay. Um, so for this chapter, I gave it 125 points. Because I like it a lot, but not as much as the burrow. We're close. I gave mine 150 points. Nice. I feel like I'm going to give it 150 points also because, like, I feel like... It's 2v1 this week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because uh, it's like... It's very much a uh, introduction to a lot of things that are really going to come back, especially like Draco's love for Harry. Yeah, honestly, ninety uh, percent of my one hundred and fifty points go to that, and then the other ten percent go to the uh, Lucius Arthur fight. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> See, most of my points just go to like world building. <laughs> okay, the world building is great, but like also like let's talk about that jury and let's talk about that fight though. <laughs> okay, so then let's talk about that champ and let's talk about that rat. <laughs> okay. The champ, I feel like it's pretty clearly Arthur Weasley, right? That's not, not my case. Wow, interesting. <laughs> no, oh. it's good that we all have different. Well, my champion is Arthur Weasley for okay. fucking decking Lucius. My That's... that was I almost made Arthur my champion. He was like a I went back and forth with who I was gonna choose, but my champion's actually Jenny. Okay, so like I said Gilderoy. Next. And then, and then, and then, 
I literally <laughs> Okay, okay. But then I literally wrote in my notes, JK, Jenny. <laughs> because I knew Alex was going to get mad at me if I said lock <laughs> So <laughs> I... It's ridiculous. I was just kidding. I do love lock But... I quit Jenny because her defense of Carrie, I was like, I love it. Yes. Um, I, the only reason I don't like Arthur as a champion is because I feel like he's stooped to Lucius's level when he... It is sort of a weak move. Yeah. Like, he, Lucius sort of wins because he yeah. does, like, Lucius goads him and he takes the bait. Also, like, Lucius literally does win because he, like... He accomplished a pretty big goal in this chapter. Like, yeah, this is he what got he yeah. Fired, which we didn't talk about that at all. Oh, we sh- because the the book doesn't mention it here. I was going to make a note about it, but the book doesn't even say that he puts two books in there. He just like, says he has his tra- her transfer transfiguration book and puts the transfiguration book back. Whatever. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I it's hate the that best he calls your father can give you. Disgusting, disgusting. Yeah, and he but he also I feel like calls. Draco boy at one point, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, boy? Who, who says that in the movie? I, that is a line. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's this chapter, though. Oh, it's Harry. Lucius says it to Harry. Oh, okay. When he's talking about um, uh, Dobby. Okay, what did you get for your rat? Lucius Malfoy. Only for the line where he says, it's the best your father can give you, because, like, listen, fuck you. Also, same. Mine is also Lucius for that exact moment. So I was also how dare you bring down my child Draco? He deserves better than you. <laughs> uh, what about Denny? Huh? He brought down Denny. Well, that well that, that was I know, I know, I know, but um, so I was gonna give it to Lucius, but I was like, mm, I'm gonna give it to Borgen because Borgen fucking sucks. No, I love Borgen. <laughs> Borgen's so like. Neutral, neutral, Borgen. Yes, like, no, he's Jeremy. not neutral, neutral. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, a, a, he's not neutral, neutral. But I was just making a joke about how, like, he, like, sucks up to Lucius. And then later he's like, yeah, it's not all that you have in your house. Which is why he's so scummy. Like, he's so scummy. <laughs> I loved it. Um, yeah, no, I think Lucius is obviously the worst, but I'm going to give it to Lucius, like, a lot more. So, like, Borgen sucks. No, understood. <laughs> Um, Alright, so this was super fun. Thanks, Ben, for joining us on your birthday. Thank you, guys. Um, you really did a good job with your quizzing. And um, next week, if you want to tune in, I don't think we're going to have a special guest, but um, it'll just be your faves, Molly and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to listen, you need to tell us you need to tell us how Harry and Ron get to Hogwarts. Perfect. Got it. So just let us know. Um, you can tweet us. <laughs> Please email us. Um, like we already mentioned, Melanie emailed and asked if um, I could give her a rec list for fan fiction. I am 100% happy to do this. I love doing this. Um, please email me. Um... Uh, or just, like, if you have thoughts about what we discussed in the chapter, our Fuck, Mary Kills, anything like that. Yeah, if you want to play, like, a game with us, like, please, like... Even if it's dumb. Even if it's, like, I really didn't like how you guys didn't talk about this. Yeah, like, please. We would love to hear we it. We love it. We want... We want we thro- we're, like, Lockhart. Any attention you give us is exactly. good attention. Like, um, we might cry, but, like, we will love it. <laughs> You're gonna 
suffer, but you're going to be happy about it. And if you want to email me, just feel free to get in touch through the podcast, uh, Twitter, or email, or whatever, and they'll hook you up. Um, I'm a lot of fun. Are you trying to get Are you trying to get me? Is this from our podcast? I'm into whatever you want to offer. So just let me know. Look, swipe right on Potter Watch. (laughs) (laughs) That's the right direction, Craig. Yes. (laughs) Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.